Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Resilient Leadership Podcast, where everything we talk about is aimed at helping you lead with a greater sense of calm and clarity and conviction, even in these anxious times. My name is Irvin, and today, as always, I am joined by my co-host and collaborator, Bridget Tyre. Bridget, how are you doing today? I am doing pretty darn well, Irvin. As you and I were just discussing before we hit the record button, I'm doing a lot better than I was a few days ago because mm-hmm. I'm just getting out of my second bout of COVID. Oof. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Hey, let me you tell know, you. Here, yeah. here we are, 2023, and mm. we still have our fun little virus friend around. Mm. And it was worse this time than when I mm. got it in 2020. Mm. Oh, wow. But well, I feel a whole heck of a lot better. And I'm, I'm ready to do a little bit of laughing with you. Okay, I like that. I think that that might have something to do with this great topic we have teed up for today. So why don't you tell our listeners? Yeah, well, today's topic is called Laughing Your Way to Leadership. You know, now, if I asked everyone, what would you say would be the top five skills that a leader needs in 2023? I doubt that many people would say laughter. And in fact, if you kind of widen that to even the top 20, I really don't think that humor or laughter would come into that. And yet, there's actually a lot of research in this area. And what it's beginning to uncover is the power of laughter and this energy that laughter unleashes in ourselves and in our organizations creates an ability for us to connect with people. It improves communications. And really, it shows our humanness and ultimately improves the bottom line. So Mm -hmm. therefore, what's not to like about it? Now, in last episodes, um, let me connect this with some of the, the work that we have done in the past. One specifically was all about being a step-down transformer, and we talked about the importance of being a less anxious presence. And inserted in that episode was a little reference that at times when organizations are really anxious, they tend to be so serious. There is no humor. There are no jokes. And one of the ways of really being a less anxious presence is by introducing a little bit of humor, a little bit of lightness. So today we're going to talk about that. What does that mean? I mean, are we asking people to be stand-up comedians? So what, what does it mean to have humor in an organization and in leadership? Before we start, Bridget, I'm really curious. Do you consider yourself to be a humorous person? Well, it depends on how you define that. I mean, am I a stand-up comic? Do I make people laugh all the time? No, but do I love to laugh? Yes. And with my close friends, I think humor is one of the hallmark characteristics of our friendships. We Mm. laugh a lot. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy getting silly, you know, and just and I, I enjoy humor and I feel like it's an important part of my life. Now, interestingly, when you ask me that question, a memory comes up oh, from childhood mm-hmm. and I don't have a lot of childhood memories. I'm not one of those people that can recall a lot about my childhood. So the, the few memories I have really stand out and one of them involves humor and it was Thanksgiving and I was a young girl probably in grade school, elementary school. And uh, we were all sitting around the table and my aunt and cousins were there and the turkey was being passed around and the tray was being handed to me. And I said something kind of offhanded, just came to me in the moment. And the entire table erupted into laughter. And it was my first experience as a child of making people laugh. And I remember thinking, wow. Like, that was cool. 
you know? <laughs> and I remember it to this day. And so I think laughter, isn't it just, you know, it's part of our humanity. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. How about you? Like, are you, do you consider yourself a funny guy? Well, I think I have a good ability to shine light on our common experience and make fun of it. And people tend to laugh, but you know, your memories evoke within me some other memories as well, because one of my earliest memories, my father, God rest his soul, he used to laugh. And when he laughed, it was one of these belly laughs. And he just laughed uncontrollably. And the thing that got him going was I can remember old black and white episodes of Lauren Hardy. And he would just cry. He was laughing so much. And the whole house would laugh at him laughing at this. And I think I got that gene because back in the, I think this would be the seventies. We went to the movies with my sisters and was airplane. And I was expecting like a really serious movie. And it was that with the spoof, one of the, I think the best comedy ever. And we were leaving it, and my sister said, I just want you to realize that although the people might have been laughing at the movie, they were laughing at you laughing at the movie (laughs) because you laughed so much. I said, really? He said, oh, yeah. So, you know, we've talked about contagious emotions, and laughter is contagious. And I, I think it's a beautiful facet about our humanity. Oh, I couldn't agree with you more. And what I love about this episode is that we're connecting it to leadership, which other than the reference that you made early on, I don't think it is something you don't, when you know when people get an MBA or they go to institutes for leadership, there's not a class in humor. That's true. Very true. So one of the things about this that I think is really interesting is this notion that there's a connection between humor and the reduction of pain. Mm -hmm. Right. And so you had shared with me that researchers using PET scans were looking at the brains of participants after they had watched laughter inducing comedy with friends, which I think is an interesting part of the study. Mm -hmm. They weren't just watching the comedy show by themselves. They were with close friends. And after watching that show for about 30 minutes, They found that the laughter increased pleasurable sensations and triggered an opioid release in the brain. Mm. I find that to be fascinating that laughter is literally a form of medicine and it releases endorphins in the brain, which, you know, just make us feel so much better. What do you think of that? Yeah. I mean, that's just fascinating because... You know, when we think about leading today and we think about being in an organization, sometimes there's pain there. So laughter really helps us deal with that pain. And, and you know, laughter also, it's not just uh, endorphins. There's all this whole chemical mixture that releases dopamine, oxytocin. We've mentioned oxytocin before because oxytocin is this bonding hormone. So it connects. So, you know, part of the work of leadership is to make connections. And so oxytocin is helping us do that through laughter, the shared laughter with other people. Um, There's a great Danish American comedian, uh, Victor Borg, he used to say laughter is the shortest distance between two people. I love that that because what's really happening, you know, he, he might not have realized it, but he was actually being very scientifically accurate because this oxytocin was creating this connection for us. And, and this, this feeling of pleasure. So the other thing as well we've talked about is whenever we're triggered, we go into this fight or flight mm-hmm. mode. Laughter is another way of moving away from that because it helps reduce this limbic response and it helps us increase a sense of safety. 
So mm. all of that, it's amazing. Just this simple laughter and humor is helping us. So you mentioned it before about laughter being the best medicine, and actually it is. It's not far from the truth. Therefore, let's just move on to really think about why might this be important for a leadership skill? And Bridget, for you, kind of what are a few things that come to mind when you think of laughter and leadership and their connection between both of them? Yeah, well, I'm thinking right away about how potent laughter can be for reducing stress Mm. in the workplace. We know that today's workplaces are characterized by stress. I mean, that's not an entirely bad thing. But, you know, a Gallup study in 2020 found that over 67% of employees said they experienced stress daily. Mm. So that's a lot of stress. Yep. And we all know that stress has some, is associated with some real negative health problems long term. And so the beauty of laughter is that it is a great ally in relieving stress for the reasons we just mentioned, that it triggers the release of endorphins, right? And it reduces feelings of pain. Mm. And in general, it just contributes to our sense of well-being. So a workplace culture that embraces laughter, that sees it as like not just kind of a nice to have, but maybe even an essential aspect of working together, I think there's huge benefits to be reaped there in terms of employees growing more resilient in the face of stress and performing well under pressure. Yeah. Right? And then the other thing is, you know, you you said something just a minute ago. It was a quote about laughter being the shortest distance between two people. Is that what you said? Yeah. And so think about it in terms of its implication for teams, Mm. that a team that can laugh together immediately draws closer together. And that builds camaraderie. It, It strengthens team cohesion. And a team that can laugh together, as you said at the beginning of the episode, is not taking itself too seriously uh, and therefore is able to stay open, you mm. know, and, and stay curious and not get all closed down with anxiety or with stress. And so I think those two things pop to mind right away. It's a great stress reducer and it strengthens teams. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? What do you think, Irvin? Yeah, no, I agree with the, both of those examples. I think they're really important. And I think at times we we do forget, you know, when it comes to stress and tension, I think we get so focused on what's occurring that we forget to to make light of it or to laugh at it, you know? And part of that is this relieving of stress. And, and in teams, well, I can remember being in some really teams that had a lot of tension. Yeah. And yet the teams that ba- that were best able to deal with tensions are ones that could sit back and 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 have a share a joke share some laughter at what had happened i remember one team there was a knockout argument oh my god it was awful we laughed and there was a lot of tension and we came back the next week for the following meeting and the two people that were in the argument had obviously talked offline or whatever but both of them came into the room wearing boxing gloves Ooh. and the whole room just just broke down laughing. And they said, we thought we'd be prepared this week. So it was, it was, you know, kind of a, a lightness as well. And I think they recognize that. And so this, this ability just to disarm, because like, I can remember being thinking about that meeting, get, Oh, Oh, dreading that meeting. And then just all of a sudden a laugh and boom, we were in the meeting again and it all lifted just because of, of, of being able to take something light. So I think that's really important. Mm -hmm. You know, I think, as I was listening to you, 
I was reminded of the fact that my husband, Doug, is really great at this. Uh-huh. Like you asked, do I consider myself to be humorous? Yes, but he's more humorous than me. Mm. He looks to laugh and add humor into everything, even the most difficult of situations. You know, mm. I can remember him making me laugh during some of our darkest times. <laughs> and I'm so appreciative yeah. of that because in our family culture, uh, his laughter and his ability to really have a light touch. Mm-hmm. made a huge difference. And I'm curious about your husband, Fred, like, do you, are you the more humorous one and he benefits or are you both equally humorous? Yeah. They said it's interesting. So it's funny. I think when we get focused in our own work, we can become very serious. So I'm able to, when he comes back and he's had a tough day, I can add a little bit of levity, you know, and kind of exaggeration works well, you know, for humor for him, you know, so he says, you know, it could be this as well. It really could have been that, you know, et cetera. <laughs> And then, uh, and then I'll get very serious as well. And then he can kind of come in with a little bit of levity. So I think we sense each other's seriousness and we're able mm. to kind of use a little bit of humor for that. Perfect. And, you know, that's what leaders have to do is they have to be sensing, right? Yeah. yeah. And noticing. You have yeah. to be very present. Yes. To bring forth this, this leadership ally because you yeah. have to be in touch with your team and you have to have resonance with your team. Absolutely. Right? So what else, you know, we talked about stress reduction and team cohesion, but what are some other observations or thoughts? Well, it'll come as no surprise that actually research is now showing that also it leads to increased performance. And uh, I was looking at this really interesting survey in Germany in uh, the industrial organizations there, 2014 survey, and it recorded 54 meetings and analyzed them. And what they found is that those meetings that had uh, positive humor Um, had a real positive effect on performance and communication and problem solving. Mm. And they also found something really interesting was that in those meetings that had some humor, there was much more participation from everyone in the meeting and the Uh meetings became a little more creative and offered some new novel ideas. So you can just see all that happened, all that novelty and that creativity because it it almost laughter allows a freedom. It it allows a freedom to kind of be yourself and to, To, to participate. So that, you know, was borne out in research. And then the other thing I think that's important to perhaps mention is that I think we respect leaders more who inject some humor into it. You know, I think that uh, certainly shows that research that supervisors who use humor positively it shows when you when you ask people would you like them to be their supervisor absolutely people consider them more motivating and people want to be on their team and mm-hmm. therefore in turn they also produce higher levels of performance job satisfaction and team cohesion so you can just see that you know and this is not just about cracking a joke or being quick-witted. I think, you know, you nailed it on the head. This is really an act of being present and really noticing what's being said and grabbing little opportunities to make light of situations where they're able to feel a presence, you know. And I think a leader that walks in and is able to sense that something's happening in a room is a real gift and then can inject a little bit of humor into that. That's a real skill. And it's a skill that can truly move us on and pass perhaps a block that's been in the way. Yeah, I really resonate with that. 
And it's reminding me of a story that I told um, many, many episodes ago about a guy that I coached who told me, now this was a very buttoned up fella. Mm-hmm. It was very serious, and very proper. And he told me in a coaching session that in his family, everyone relies on him for humor. And I went, they do? I was so taken aback by that. So I explored it with him. And I said, now, do you use that lightheartedness and humor at work? He goes, oh, never. Does this sound familiar to you, Irvin? Do you remember this guy? Yeah. And so he thought that he couldn't or shouldn't bring it to the workplace, that it was inappropriate. So here was one of his greatest gifts that he was squelching at work because, you know, for fear that he might be misjudged or what have you. And once he realized that it was a leadership strength, it changed the way people felt about him, Mm. you know? Now, he already had the strength, and it was just a matter of aiming it in a different direction, right? But let's talk about, for our listeners, you know, how do you, let's say you're not, you don't consider yourself a particularly funny guy or gal, or you're not somebody who goes around telling jokes a lot. How do we introduce humor into the workplace. Do you have some thoughts on that? Yeah, that, that's a great question. You know, I'm reminded of a quote from an actor, Edmund Gwen, who said, dying is easy. Comedy is difficult. And <laughs> it's just so true because I think, you know, when I think we, we, you know, when people hear that, oh, humor as a leadership skill, well, all of a sudden in our mind, we have, oh, it's these people who just can roll off these jokes or they're stand-up comedians, et cetera. And that's really not what we're talking about. The other thing as well, I think is really important is that we're not talking about a mean sense of humor. You know, there are, there's humor out there that gathers laughs from attacking another person, and we have to be so careful. And so therefore, I think the humor we want to lift up is something that's shared, that we all enter into, or something that's really shining light on ourselves. So maybe just, let me just talk about that first one as a tip, is noticing oddities around there. You know, if you go into work, There are shared experiences which either drive people insane or you hear things like, here we go again. And whenever you hear things like, what's going again? What's happened again? Because I think those are clues to some natural humor that obviously there's tension around this, but by shining light on it, the shared experience, people begin to look at it in a different way. I recall a leader that was very adept in this. I was part of facilitating a meeting. It was around coming back to work. And boy, was there a lot of tension about that from COVID. And, you know, when you think we've gone through this shared experience, where really there wasn't a lot of preparation. We've talked about this in other episodes. There wasn't a lot of preparation. There wasn't a lot of conversations about how this would be done. And now here of a sudden we're coming back. And so there was a lot of tension. And I think he really sensed that. And Mm -hmm. so he said, you know, as we begin this conversation, I'm, I'm just reminded, you know, I miss so many things about the office, um, having spontaneous chats in the break room, leaving encouraging notes on my colleagues' desks, and wearing anything other than pajama pants. <laughs> and, and all of a sudden, people just broke out laughing because then this whole shared reality that for the last 
what, two years? We've, we, God knows what we've been wearing below the waist, you know, <laughs> uh, shorts or pajama pants or anything, you know. And then I had another person who said, they were in a Zoom meeting, he said, okay, I want to do this little exercise. I would like everyone please to stand up. And the look of sheer horror in people's faces, and he goes, gotcha. And, uh, and it was this shared moment, you know, of a gotcha, you know, because people were like, oh my God, I can't stand up. So all of that is, is taking a shared experience, shining some light, and helping people laugh at it. And that can be a real release and help people then enter into a conversation. Because one of the things that happened after the laughter there is that he, he, he was able to get very serious and say, look, I know this is difficult. And today I want to have a really rich conversation. And I think it, it created an atmosphere that enabled that rich conversation. Mm. So Bridget, what about you? Any tips about adding humor in the workplace? Well, I would say my top tip, and this is really the thing I rely on the most when I'm giving a keynote or I'm facilitating an offsite is self-deprecating humor. Mm, yeah. You know, it's never really okay to poke fun at other people yeah. because you do so at the expense often, right? Of making yep. somebody else feel ostracized or uncomfortable. But when you poke fun at yourself, yeah. oh, that is great everybody can do this. Mm. You know, all it takes is thinking about what are some of the, I mean, to use your tip oddities about myself mm -hmm. that I can make fun of a little bit and yeah. people can have a laugh at my expense and nobody gets hurt. Right. We all just kind of, you know, have a little shared moment of lightness. So I think that works really, really well. And there's, you know, just lots of different ways to do that. What you have to do is figure out, what would work for you? What's something about yourself that you can reveal? Now, I think what can get in the way of self-deprecating humor is if a leader is uncomfortable with vulnerability, mm. because you do make yourself a little bit vulnerable when yep, you put yep. right? Totally. So you have to be willing to do that. And it actually then I think has the double benefit of creating a moment of laughter, but also showing that you can be vulnerable, right? Yep. You don't yep. have to present as always being the perfect leader that has it all together all the time. Yeah. Right. No, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Totally. Yeah. So yeah, I love that. that's my go-to. So any other tips that you have, or maybe a practice that you would like yeah. to. So this is an interesting practice. I'm not going to say write out three jokes and test them, but yeah. this is an area which I think we, we don't pay a lot of attention to. So my invitation today is to begin to notice how laughter impacts our lives. So I would like people to, first of all, begin to notice what humor makes you laugh out loud. Hmm. You know, what do you, like, is it a, a YouTube video of a cat jumping in the air at something that's not there? Is it a movie? Like, like if I said to you, what movie made you laugh the most? Is there a particular stand-up comedian? Just notice at what you laugh at. And I think once you notice, you'll begin to see some of these themes, commonalities that we've all been part of or, or something unusual and oddity that we normally laugh at. And then notice what you laugh at at other people. What do they say? What was the topic they were discussing? And then a third one would be notice what other people laugh at you. when. What is it you were saying? Uh, what was the topic? Because very often, you know, we're in the flow and conversation. And people start laughing at something that we say. And it's like, oh, that's interesting. wonder why people laughed. Mm -hmm. 
And then my final point I would just say is each day, you know, where this is coming from, and I can't remember who said this, but they said, you know, if every person's day was put in a movie, there would at least be 10 minutes of hilariousness. So what, what one thing happened to you today that actually is quite funny that could be shared with others? Mm. And, and just to kind of sit back and laugh at the day. You know, sometimes you go to bed and we're so full of stress, like, oh my God, that was such a stressful day. But maybe an, 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 an alternative would be, what one thing happened today that was just funny? Hmm. And just think about that and laugh a little bit at it as well. So it's, it's kind of turning on that humor bone and be, be realizing, because we think humor is not about inventing jokes. Humor yeah. is really about shining light on common experiences and our experiences and things that we do that are just odd and people find funny. I love that. And I love it because it's a practice around observation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, good comedians are good observers. Yeah. yeah. And really good leaders are good observers yeah. of themselves, of their workplace, of their teams. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. Well, this has been a fun conversation and one that I really needed because I said at the beginning, I'd coming out of a week of COVID, I needed to feel a little bit of lightness. And I think we can all be reminded that laughter and leadership go hand in hand, that there are potent benefits, you know, stress reduction, pain relief, team cohesion, and even just as a leader, your stature and your standing with the people that you're leading grows every time you're able to make a self-deprecating remark or introduce a moment of lightness. So thank you for bringing this to our attention, Irvin, and really having just a lovely dialogue around it. Excellent. I enjoyed it. My pleasure. And next time we have on tap an interesting topic called Stop Chasing Employee Happiness. So Mm. tune in for that, folks. Sounds interesting. Irvin, it's been a pleasure. Take care. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Bye now.